What's up, fam? So guess what this is, guys? A bonus episode. Yes, a bonus episode. So you guys probably already know that Meech and I had some struggles in 2018 getting our content out to you. Just due to family life and schedules and all sorts of things, we stayed on that struggle bus, right? So we found some lost files, good conversations that we had with the intention of bringing it to you and we never quite made it. So if you're working out today, if you're on the job, if you're in the car, here it is. Bonus. Enjoy. would be remiss if we did not talk about our Detroit's very own sports female. Oh, Jamel Hill. Who is making some noise yeah, this week. Sure. Yeah. This week. So Jamel Hill, as we know, recently separated from ESPN. She got that bag before she left though. She got <laughs> the bag. She gotta secure the bag. Yep. So she did not leave empty handed, which we all know, which is a great thing, um, especially after the tumultuous time that she had with the network and then basically, you know, trying to censor her. And, you know, obviously we all have jobs. We work for companies. We work for companies to tell us that we represent them at all times. And, you know, they want to have um, control over what we can say and what we cannot say on social media and in the media period. But this week, things took took a turn for her, you know, the better in terms of uh, where her future is going. She signed a deal with LeBron James to commentate his upcoming uh, documentary, uh, Shut Up and Dribble. So um, she is from the town that we are from. Um, she went to the high school that was actually just a couple of blocks over from where uh, one of the houses where my husband grew up. So that being Meech, of course. Yeah, <laughs> like, who else would it be? <laughs> as if he's not sitting right here. So yeah, so definitely shout out to Jamel. She, you know, as as Martha stated, she has the shut up and dribble. She's um she's narrating that documentary, and then I think she started her own production company called um, Lodge Freeway Media. If I'm not mistaken, Lodge Freeway is a popular. Uh, expressway or freeway here in the Detroit area so she's paying homage to to the city where she's from so that's pretty dope so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of content she's going to release on this um on this platform that she's that she's established and since we're talking about LeBron James listen oh gosh LeBron James right now is killing the game like not and we're not even talking about it on the basketball court. We already know that he kills the game on the basketball court. Yeah. You brought up LeBron, but he has you know he has Spring Hill, his media company that he has with his partner Maverick Carter, and they just announced that they are going to be uh, releasing Space Jam Two. 
I did hear about this. I did Star- hear about Starring this. LeBron James, of course, and, you know, many of those Looney Tunes characters that you know from... Are they... Do we know for certain that they're still doing the Looney Tunes? Yeah, they're Tunes? doing Looney Tunes. They they released a, um, a promo picture, and it's a locker room. It has LeBron James's locker room. It has Bugs Bunny's locker room... Hmm. Locker, Daffy Duck, and then it has his producer that he just hired to produce Space Jam, Ryan Coogler, who we know all know Coogler. from... Yes. From directing love, love the Coogler. amazing Black Panther. So, shouts out to Ryan Coogler. Shouts out to LeBron James. Yep, he directed Creed he as well. And he's Creed. producing the sequel. He's not directing it, but he's producing Creed 2 as well. So, big ups, man, to LeBron James uh, for, for making waves, not just on the basketball court, but off it as well. I, I do say... I do have to say I'm a little bit surprised that they are going. I mean, I know Looney Tunes probably owns the right to that name or Warner Brothers rather. Right. Um, to the, the Space Jam movie. But I thought that they may try to go with animation that was more current or well known by kids today. Um, so that's surprising. But I guess, you know, this <laughs> for our generation of kiddos. Right now, uh, this may be their introduction to Bugs Bunny because otherwise, do they even know who Bugs Bunny or Tasmanian Devil or Daffy Duck or any of those characters are? So this, the, you know, this movie could be their introduction to the Looney Tunes brand as a whole. He also has, which um, if you follow us on Twitter, you probably have already seen that we post about this, maybe um, or tweeted about this, I should say over a week ago now he is also uh, playing a role in a new animated film that is being released i believe it's this week that i post uh that i tweeted about right from our page talking about small foot right small foot yes small foot great cast great cast from what i could see um yeah channing tatum is the star he plays the actual the main like because it's a movie about yetis right it is about yetis right and his character seems to be more of the the comedic. I mean, it's it's a kids movie, so obviously it's all comedy. But um, he seems to be playing the role of a yeti that was quite funny. So interestingly enough, that we're talking about him in kids movies, maybe this is something that he is <laughs> planning to really dive into on multiple levels, which is great. You know, it's it's all good. It's all it's all good, and. Just speaking of him overall doing great things. Okay, listen. This recent thing that he came out with with his shoe and his big ups to black women and this 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 team of black women designers that he he worked with to launch this shoe and design this new shoe. Can we just give a hand to LeBron James for that? I mean, he is he and Nike have just been giving so much life in these last few weeks. I mean, I don't know who's over there running stuff at Nike, but they, as well as LeBron, obviously LeBron more so because they, they are a business and an entity and we won't even get started with all the naysayers and say, Oh, they're just trying to get rich. I mean, they're a business, obviously they're trying to thrive, but are they hindering our process, our progress or helping our progress? That is the question for me. Everything uh, with the moves that they have been making to stand behind Serena after the whole bodysuit issue to get behind Colin Kaepernick are all things that mean they're not in the way of progress. They're pushing it forward for 
people of color. So I'm loving that. And the same for him. I mean, him doing what he's done with this latest shoe, recognizing that he wanted to to design a shoe for women and going to a team of black women to say, you know, I don't need to go to whoever, you know, a big corporate says I need to go to for this shoe. I know who I'm making a shoe for and I want to call on these designers to make the shoe. And, um, and the team was like, awesome. This team of black designers, uh, black female designers, he did this and, and gave them lots of shine, lots of shine. And really, you guys know I'm a fan of podcasts. I'm not just a podcast host, but also a fan of podcasts. So I listened to that team, not him, but a podcast recently, I believe it was on Yes Girl, Yes Girl podcast uh, with Corey Murray, uh, Yolanda Sanguini, and Charlie Penn this week about um, just that whole team of designers coming in and talking to them and talking about what that experience was like to get the call one that, you know, they were going to be working on this project for the likes of LeBron James, which I'm sure is life changing for a designer. And then talking about the process of what it was like to work with him creatively um, and to launch that shoe. And it was, it was, it was moving. I mean, it was, it was just, you know, you can tell it was like, like I said, life changing for them. So he's just doing great things overall. And he is supporting in ways that, you know, only he could support, which is, which is wonderful. And, you know, any big ups to black women at this time where we seem to constantly be under attack, i.e. Cat Williams, all on Wanda's neck. It's something to say about that. So for um, what we wanted to talk to you guys about on this episode, overall, we had a topic that we've been mulling around. And that is, in regards to our children. So you guys out there, couples with kids, you know, we asked the question that's come up for us. Or single parents. I said couples with kids. Oh, you said oh yeah. couples with okay. kids. Okay, right? so whether you're a couple or not. Or if you, you got if, kids. If you anybody kids. with kids, yeah. Um, it's late, y'all. But um, how, 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 how do you handle keeping your kids committed to extracurricular activities or do you handle, do you intercede or intervene when it comes to like, what is your standard for keeping your kids committed to these extracurriculars? So let me give you a little background about why this come up. Cause okay. So our daughter, our oldest daughter, who's 11. Um, I don't know if we, we discuss every week we have, we have a daughter's, we have um, a son, a stepson, my stepson and son, bonus son and son for Meech, who's 17. We have a 12-year-old um, son. We have an 11-year-old daughter. We have an 8-year-old daughter. Um, that's our daughter with special needs. And we have... She's nine. Oh, she did just have a birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, y'all? We got too many. Um, she's nine. And then we waited a whole eight years and messed around and had a baby. And she's 18 months and maybe close to 19 months now. So 
our 11 year old who is our oldest child in the house with us so let's be clear like when we're saying our oldest because we're just talking about day to day we're talking about our our 11 year old daughter my first daughter um she had she has been in dance now for three years um and we had some concern well I had some concerns about first even signing her up because she used to be extremely shy extremely shy and um I found out about this dance school through um a friend a former friend of mine or friend now but that I went to high school with so when I say former I'm only referring to that I've known her since high school and uh who told me about a dance school that her kids were going to ask me because she was just trying to help her the owner of the studio who's a friend of hers drum up business told us about it took our daughter she ended up liking dance okay um so the concerns were unwarranted she at the same time i will say it kind of worked in tandem because at the same time she had also been in girl scouts i think at that time maybe about three or four years by the time she started dance. So she has started over, <laughs> well she's back in Girl Scouts now. now. She's back. Um but she had started to break out of that shy shell a little bit. I always had a lot of patience for her with it because I was very shy when I was a kid as well. So, you know, her her dad, um, the social butterfly and the constant uh, talker to everyone and every damn thing. I don't have those issues. Right. Never could quite relate to her on that. But I mean, I, I was, I was, uh, I was okay with it. But I did not want to pay for dance for her to get up in front of uh, a class or get up in front of, um, you know, for a performance and not want to perform. Like I was like real clear, like, look, if I'm going to be paying for this, you got to be, you got to be with it. So she started. And we continue and she likes it. And for this time, the first year, like when I tell y'all, some of y'all gonna listen to this and y'all gonna already know how this works. You probably got, if you got girls in dance or boys in dance, um, and you watch dance moms, you, you probably like, girl, what you talking about? We already know this, but I did not know. I did not know the competitive world of, of kids in dance and how much that costs and how much uh, time it takes and all of that. So she had just been going to, we moved her up from just taking one class, one hip hop class following year. She wanted to take two classes this year. She wanted to take three classes, which we were going to do the three classes. I was committed to doing the three classes, but she started to get some pressure from um, the school who wanted her to be on their competition team. And I really think a lot of it is they're trying to grow their business more. Um, not to say they're not, they're not investing in kids, but I do think they want to get more on the competitive scene because they want to grow their business. And that gives you a lot of exposure to other parents who then may want to come to your, send their kids to your school. So um, they saw potential in her to, to grow their competition team and they wanted her for the competition team. And I think, um, she wanted to do it and it was a huge financial commitment and time which we don't have a lot of time is the currency in which we are the most broke okay um just because we have so many other things going on um like i said before we got a kid with special needs that uh we'll do a whole nother podcast on that about how we're diving into um correcting some of our wrongs um, 
in terms of of her care and 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 we're taking on a very rigorous therapy schedule for her in the coming months so so we did this we committed to this we committed to this this huge financial obligation by we she does not mean me. no we discussed it we discussed it i didn't like so. it Cost too much money, and Way he, too and much. he did not say no. Way too much. So we did that, and now you know. So this week, this week, I already was seeing, you know, kind of a decline. Like, I think when she did it last year, she was at the classes that she was taking were on Saturdays, and she would kind of spend a half day there just because of the time of the class. They had a little break in between, so she would still stay there. But her best friend was in the same couple of classes so they had the same break so they uh her friend's mother and I you know just coordinated for them to be there together to take their lunches so they not only got their dance class in but they had a little gap in between when they were just kind of hanging out at the dance studio um eating their lunch being together and I think she liked it a lot her friends um I was a little proud of her on this aspect okay because you know how we are at this age 11 years old you have a good friend you kind of you know, you, you have a pack mentality at that age. So you, you kind of want to just do what your friends are doing. So it was really surprising to me. And I don't know if it was surprising to you as well. Um, when we saw that little, not a branch off, but when the competition team uh, question came up to begin with. And that pressure began from her school of wanting. They also wanted her right, best friend. friend also. Right. And were encouraging her. Uh, encouraging them both to try out for the competition team. Her friends um, did not want to do it. Right. And I, I love that these girls have so much uh, self-awareness at this age that they kind of, you know, that they don't follow along even as close as they are with one another. I love that her best friend felt like, yeah, I really don't like it that much and was, and was willing to say that and not just go along because, she thought Lourdes would do it. And Lourdes on the flip side um, wanted to still do it and, and voice that even though, you know, she kind of rode the fence for a little, little short minute. I think she thought she could talk the friend into it. So she was still holding out. <laughs> yeah, I was I was impressed that even I think the weekend of the audition, she's had she had an opportunity to go out of town like out of town to like a water park or something with her friend and, and their family and um she declined so that she could audition for for the competition team so yeah she she has been showing some some maturity in that regard so yeah yeah so she still wanted to do it she stuck with it like no i really want to do it. i really want to do it so that's where we do it I mean, now we're spending the money. She's in it. But already, I mean, it hasn't been long. And we're seeing a little bit out of what's concerning me is what looks like a decline in her interest in it. And not to the point of saying, like, I don't want to go. But, like, um, she has a obligation to be there all day, all damn day, for a full eight hours on Saturdays. And that is because she has classes back to back. Um, and then there's also a three hour commitment for one night a week, um, where that's she 11 hours. That's a lot where she that's goes a lot of time. So, and she does Girl Scouts and she has homework and she has chores and all this other stuff. So AKA she's doing too much. <laughs> no, I mean, there's, I, there's always room. I, how I feel. No, keep kids busy. Keep kids busy. So we, we You're agree on busy. that. We agree on that part. 
But so this week in particular, we don't need why this is a topic that we we want to discuss, um, and even hear from you guys on is that she, you know, she started complaining about an ankle injury. Her ankle was hurting, and I thought she, and she probably thinks, and it was a good time for me to show her. I think um, from our response to that. Just what kind of parents we're going to be in this. So we could, you know, we can gauge each other. This is new for her. Um, seeing how, how we are in this too. So she started to complain about her ankle hurting. Uh, which I do believe it kind of hurt probably because it was a little bit swollen. But um, I think she may have thought it was really important to me to set the tone right up front. For her to, to understand like you're not going to be able to tell me. That something is bothering you, and that just turn and and instantly, it's like school. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like the same commitment to school. We don't allow our kids just to be to say, "Well, I don't feel good," and then stay at home. Typically, I mean, they gotta really. It it has to be very much seen, and I would like to stick with the rule that the school uses: like you need to be vomiting or you need to have a fever, or if you don't, you can go to school. I don't care about your throat being sore. I don't care about your cough. Take some cough drops. Because, I mean, that's what work is like. Like, we don't get to, like, not work because um, we don't feel good. So, anyway, so she complained on Tuesday night, the night of her three-hour class, that she, well, she had just been there on Saturday, um, that her ankle was hurting and she didn't want to go. I got the call at work from Meech that Lourdes was saying she did not want to go to class because her ankle was hurting. I responded, she's going. Is paid for. She's going, um, and it's the same. He is a is a basketball coach, so I believe you know. I'm sure he was at home, and I worked late that night, so I'm sure part of it for him is that he really didn't want to have to pack up the other kids to try to pack them all up and take her because bingo. I wasn't here. Bingo, bango. I wasn't here for us to tag team that task, but um, but I do need at least one night. Uh, one late night at work because I started off when, when I changed the schedule not doing that and my work uh, suffered so so yeah I was like no she's going she needs to go and part of it was it's not about necessarily being um being too hard it was this is the first time this occur- is occurring so I really thought it was important to set the tone that you will always be obligated to go. We will not be saying you don't need to go. Um, what we will be saying is if you're injured, just like uh, him being a coach, I believe and he can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the expectation when you are um, even coaching kids in organized sports is that the kid shows up, whether they can play or not, whether they can practice or not, that they show up. So I said, you know, this is a sport for her. There are dance scholarships. Not to say that that's my goal for her. My my goal for her is to secure academic scholarships. But um, if we're going to really treat this with the commitment that you treat your, you know, boys that you coach basketball or, you know, football or whatever kids are are into, um, you send them and they sit on the bench if they if they're academically ineligible to practice or play. They should be there on the bench if they're if it's because of injury or they should be there. So I didn't want her to miss what they were doing. That was one thing of it. I also didn't want to send the wrong signals about what it means to 
to commit to something. I didn't want to give her false expectations about how highly I uh, quantify commitments in terms of priority. Like it is a very high up there to me. You you wanted this. So now, you know, you need to do it. You need to stick with it. So I, I thought it was important to send a message and to send her anyway. I did reach out to her school and talk um, to some people there to let them know, like not to, you know, push her in terms of the dancing for that evening that she was coming in more of a riding the bench mentality. But, you know, you're still going to be obligated to go. You don't get out of going. So now she has a cold (laughs) and our rule in the past with our boys had been. um, And yes, I mentioned to you guys that we, we have a house of all girls. Now the oldest girl in the house being 11, but our 17 year old son was in our home, like fully 100% kind of raised by us for, from the time he was, he was six to he was 16. So we're not, I mean, we're familiar, very much familiar with the day to day of raising kids in school and um, activities. So for him, what we would do is if he was ill or said he was ill enough to not go to school, we used to not send him to his sport because for him, sports was always something that he loved doing. So it was something that we also became our leverage in terms of um, discipline and things like that. So if we would, you know, say, wait a minute, you know, you couldn't have been so sick. You couldn't. You told us you could you couldn't go to school. You were so sick. And then you turn around and you play in a basketball game or you go to basketball practice. So she has dance tomorrow, the full eight hour day. She did not go to school. Um, she shouldn't go to dance. On Friday. He just doesn't want to go because he don't want to be bothered with the logistics of it. But um, but I am wondering, because she just did this thing on Tuesday, do we need to, does she need to go? Does she, she went. She went on Tuesday. Yes, I forced her to go. Yes, she went. So it's interesting because with our son, this would be a no-brainer. Yeah, because, for, because because he liked it so much. Oh, because he uh, well, she likes dance. Well, now we're this is the whole thing of why we're right. having this conversation. We're having this conversation because we're questioning: Does she like it as much as as she should like it for us to be paying for? Because I, she's seemingly pulling away from it a little bit. I, I think she does. I mean, I think um, like with anything that you do, and I mean, I know it's early because she's only a few weeks in. You know, you can get a little tired, a little burned out, and maybe want to maybe want to take a step away and 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 t- and take a break. I have an interesting. And let th- let us share this caveat with y'all. When let's be real, because we all know we have different kind of kids. You can have two kids, totally different. Three kids, three different personalities. This kid for us, I mean, I say that our boys weren't, but this kid, she she a little lazy, y'all. Okay, let's just put it on out there. This girl, and I don't know, is that a thing? Just like all kids now? I don't know. But to give y'all a full picture of who we dealing with, great, great student. And the most self-motivated kid you 
can encounter when it comes to academics and school. Like we don't have to ride her about, you know, she is her onwards critic when it comes to, um, to school. But when it comes to anything else, when I tell y'all this girl is a special kind of lazy, she is. I mean, she will do what you absolutely mandate of her, you know, in terms of chores and, but we're seeing, and I mean, they're getting to that. She's getting to that age where she's approaching puberty. So you see a little bit of that regardless, but, um, I don't remember being lazy like that. I just don't. And so I just wanted that. to tell y'all that just so y'all know. Yeah. I said like, we, like we, we have a teenager now and I'm like, man, I don't remember being, being that bad or being that, you know, being that, you know, mischievous or doing these things. And it's like, well, yes, we did. We did those things. We just, we just in 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 our in that time we didn't think that we were lazy or you know disobedient or whatever whatever it may be. But I have an interesting perspective on this. Being uh, a basketball coach, I've been coaching for a number of years, well over ten years, and uh, particularly last season, I had a um, a wonderful basketball team, excellent basketball team. Uh, we went undefeated, won a championship. That has nothing to do with what I'm going to say, but I just wanted to wanted <laughs> yes, to point that out. Shout out to the shout out to the Bulls. To but um, I had I had two players during the season who who got injured. One player broke his toe. The other player had some damage to his knee that didn't require any type of surgery or anything, but really just required him to rest. I actually have a player right now um, for for the team that, I, that I'm that i coaching right now. I actually have a um, an AAU basketball team, and I have a player right now who has a knee injury that requires him to rest for two to four weeks. And, you know, he can't play until um, he has some, I think, some tendon swelling. So he can't play until the swelling goes down. So... In the case of the two players from last season with the the toe, the broken toe and the knee injury, they were out for extended time. I would say, you know, the the kid with the broken toe was probably out four weeks. The kid with the knee damage was probably out about four weeks. They didn't miss a game. They came to every game. They sat on the bench in their uniform. They cheered on their teammates. They supported their team. They may not necessarily come to practice. My my mandate on that, I never really, I kind of leave it to the parent. I never really said, all right, well, even though he's hurt, he's got to come to the game and cheer his teammate on. I almost anticipate that or I almost expect the parent to act in that manner because that's how I would do it. But I guess everybody's different. But in the in the case of these two kids, you know, they did come to every game while they was they were injured and supported the team. Now my player, you know, currently on my AAU team, he'll probably do the same. One reason is because his cousin also plays on the team and they kinda kinda roll together, travel together. So he will probably attend and support the team while he's injured as well. It just depends. But um I never really, as a coach, ever really mandated, you know, injured players to come to a game if they, you know, or whatever, or a and player I, with a player with um, 
let's say hypothetically a a player can't play, and this is common, a player can't play because they aren't performing well in school. You know, they're getting bad grades or, or what have you. Those instances, usually parents keep their kids away. It's like, okay, you're getting bad grades. I but don't I think just the around, opposite. Around that. And I think we had this, we had this happen with us. And I don't know where, how it, how the chips fail. But I do remember, you know, my stance has always been the opposite because where, what is the punishment and just keeping them at home with their devices and with all the, those things I remember for you and I, and maybe you probably thought the same. Cause again, you kind of fall by, by air on the side of what is it gonna, how is, what responsibilities is it going to give to you in terms of logistics or, or whatever. But even when it, when it was our older son who, you know, was constantly, being pulled by us you know necessarily not from school but by us from sports because again like we said that was our our main leveraging thing because he enjoyed it so much so but when he would um have to take a pause and then that's the way I'll put it when we would make him have to take a pause in his uh his participation in sports I remember telling you no, make him go, make him go and sit on the bench, work, still work out with the team, still run those suicides, still do because he was a little bit lazy too. It's just like something with our kids, they're lazy. So, I mean, just sitting at home in front of the TV, that's not punishment. Make him go and see his team play and not be able to play like that is that's the penalty that's the that's penalizing him him sitting at home watching his shows on tv um making himself one with our couch and our flat screen is not is not a punishment so i always wanted him to go yeah and that's that was a hard balance for me because i've always been my son's coach so it was yeah, always a lot of it was always very difficult for me and I've had I've had that. so many conversations with other coaches about this very thing particularly obviously if a kid is hurt they're hurt they're injured they can't play but when you have a situation where it is a grade situation okay so my coaching for the most part has been in like community league, you know, community related leagues. Now I'm I'm in I'm in the AAU game, the travel basketball, so it's uber competitive. But obviously in school, there's if you play basketball for your school, which my son did and does still, um there is a a grade a GPA, you know, standard. So obviously if a student falls below that standard, they can't play, they're not eligible to play, that's different. They can't play. Now, in a community league, there's no for the most part there's no uh no academic standard that you have to maintain or keep. Now, a individual parent may say, "Okay, if you don't keep your grades up, you know, we're going to take you, which which we were those parents. Now, I always, I was not always in agreement with that. And he However, did not always follow I was not always what we agreed upon. However, I did respect my wife's desire. No, no he didn't. No, he didn't. To no. pull my son when he wasn't performing a well in school or if he missed an assignment or did something that he wasn't supposed to do. Let's now, back up. There was one time. Let's back up. One time, it was not one time. There was one time was 
where he was mandated not to play. And because my numbers were low for my team, I played him in the game. I wish y'all could see my face and, right now. And confessed to doing so after I played him. But let me, also, let me finish my point. Also me, not true. He did not point. confess. Yeah. I had to find out. And then once I found out from overhearing something that let me know that this That's boy must have received playing time and I asked then it was yes that this happened but that's not even that's um, not even important right now so what <laughs> it's not it, it is very important and, and let's all let me also correct y'all when you're, y'all hear it was say. not one time he did this multiple times we had agreed that this boy because and when I tell y'all multiple times this is our our kid that we at one point nicknamed can't get right like from the movie life because he was consistently effing up so it wasn't like oh this happened like one time in a season like it was we went a little span of time um of him coaching him in this community league where when I tell y'all no lie I want to say at least three years in a row he would miss the last you know two to four maybe three maybe one games of the season because every single time by the time we got to the end of the season he had just done so much that we couldn't that that that's what we had to pull it was like no you cannot play anymore because you know this greater that greater report cards came out or whatever um and smart and smart so it's never issue you know overall it's great we're good he just you know sometimes didn't want to do the work but don't let him tell y'all it was one time because it was not he he was a coach that continuously play let's just say he wasn't the guy he wasn't the boy's father okay let's just say let's say i was like he pointed out to me you know we got some we could have some single parents listening i'm a single parent or even if i wasn't but he just wasn't his father and he was a coach and i was still taking my son saying hey coach he cannot play because he hasn't been doing what he's supposed to do in school but I do want him to be here and support the team. So I'm going to leave him here. And I want him to have to watch these boys go out on the court. And I want him to feel that yearning of, God, I really want to be in there and playing. If I had only did what I was supposed to do, I could be playing. Because that's where the real punishment lies. That's where you really feel convicted enough to say, okay, maybe next time I won't do that thing that I wasn't supposed to do. And that coach... Again, scenario, hypothetically, is that he wasn't the father too. Played my son anyway. Do y'all know? Do y'all know the words that I would have for that coach? But this, but that's not a scenario because the child in question was my child and I was the coach. And 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 but you and, so, and you couldn't be in agreement. Okay, so back back to the point I was I was I was trying to make. So okay. the the number so for my basketball organization now the number one rule that I have you know, to be on the team is that you have to maintain, you know, good grades in school. And one of the things I meet with the parents before we get started, and the one thing that I'll say is that, you know, I'll tell a parent all the time, I will never, and I even tell the players, because sometimes, sometimes 
a kid will get in trouble with their parent, right? And so as the coach, they'll come to me and say, Coach, man, I need you to talk to my mom or whatever because I really want to play. You know, can you convince them to let me play? And what I tell them is I will never interfere or overrule a decision that your parent makes about you playing. But one of the things I like to let parents know is that by virtue of playing on the team, it is a commitment. Yes, I understand that it is a sport. It is an extracurricular activity. It is a leisure activity. But once you sign up, it is a commitment. And so a discussion that me and and coaches have all the time, um, because I have some coaches that I know who are adamant about kids whose parents pull them out of sport, uh, out of games or events because of, of bad grades or them getting in trouble because the sports participation is a commitment. I understand your kid is in trouble. Your kid maybe got a bad grade, didn't do good on a test. A lot of coaches feel like, hey, take something else away. There's plenty. There's plenty of things that you can oh take. Take a video See, game. Away. I'm not here for this. Take Fortnite away. Take something else away because the basketball team is a commitment, and we as coaches are depending on that kid. To well, be my child academic success is my commitment. Yes. Okay. And, and so, it will always supersede. But, but a sports commitment. But I'm but I'm willing to bet money. That if Lourdes got a bad grade on a test, you wouldn't. She wouldn't miss that eight hours of dance on Saturday because you well, feel no, like because I've that's been... like practice. It's, that's not performing. What do, you, what do you mean? That's like practice. Yeah, I would send her because she still needs to work. Uh, believe me, eight hours of dance it's an extracurricular is a, is, activity. It's taxing it's on your body. It's it's work, especially for a lazy kid like her. Like. That is something that is more like no, you're gonna go and you're it's still no different. Place. It's no different because than being not, on the basketball team. It's not performing. It's not the game. It is okay. It's, it's, it's practice. You would you wouldn't pull her so out of a competition she, either because so she the competitions cost so, she so much money. She couldn't Allen Iverson me like practice. You, practice. You, you talking about not, practice? You wouldn't no, pull she would her have to out go. of the competition either because you pay for that costume, you pay the monthly payment for all of that stuff. Even if she got in trouble, she's going to be at that competition. Why? Because she has to keep her commitment to the team. And this is the point for 10 years I've been trying to get across to this woman and now that we got you know, dancing machine over here. Oh, she not missing no dance because I got to pay out of pocket. Well, guess what? When I coach basketball, when my son was playing on the team, yeah, we might because I was a coach, I might have got a little discounted rate or whatever. But there was still a financial commitment. There was still money involved. But it's about the commitment. I understand coaches' point of view when they say, "Man, it really hurts us when a kid misses for." You know, in home misconduct. No, we're not talking about an injury. We're well, talking what about is the bad alternative. Grades. Like, are are we not trying take something else away? Listen, are we not trying to raise whole a whole person, a whole individual, a whole? You know, we are we we're not parenting just an athlete or a future athlete. You, we are parenting. We are trying to produce a whole productive individual that we can put out there in the world. So that means 
um, by way of character, by way of um, follow through when it comes to, you know, their diligence and their ability to study and stay committed to their academics um, by way of respectfulness and in terms of just following what you are telling them to do or whatever you mandate to do, because it's really, um, you know, I won't get off into all the parenting uh, mantras or whatever and my thoughts on that, but I, I really see disobedience as a sign of disrespect, you know, and I and I feel like for us, you know, when we've encountered um, a lot of disobedience, that was the underlying factor that that kept uh showing itself to me was just a lack of respect. So, I mean, let's, let's be real. We're trying to, we are trying to parent whole people, not just an athlete, not just a teammate. Um, all of that is a part of being a, so, so I'm, but, but my point is I'm not going to sacrifice, uh, character, or commitment to things that to me are affect your future like academics and how you treat your family all of these things be for your team for your coach who just wants to win because let me tell y'all this coming from the wife of a coach I can tell you if your kids are in organized sports right now and you may deal with that coach and you may be that uber parent always in the stands always you you might have a very close relationship with your kids coach i'm going to tell you from the perspective of the wife of a coach their desire to win let me tell you all of that craziness you see the people going nuts in the stands and the coach being thrown out of the game I don't do that. that is like, no okay well, i don't do that well you have okay but I win, though. But I don't do that. <laughs> that desire to win sometimes clouds their better judgment in terms of what's really most effective. Now, we're, I'm speaking from the perspective of us also sharing a kid and him being a coach. Now, I doesn't, that doesn't mean that that coach is going to put their desire to win over necessarily their another child that's on their team. But... um that desire to win can be so prevalent that I I think sometimes it's hard to see um, things rationally. But I'm not, I'm not letting you off the hook with this. So you saying we trying to raise this well-rounded individual, not just the athlete. I'm not going to sacrifice all of this, but you, I'm not, but you're going to sacrifice it for dance class. Dance is a form of athletics. So our, our child's character is that, is that state no but i'm saying no but you're not you missing my point what i'm saying is you you have said that if we had a scenario where our daughter got in trouble in some kind of way maybe in home or maybe a bad grade in school where she is a all a student so i i wouldn't likely think that would happen but hey you never know she's in middle school now but you already said like, oh no, she not gonna miss, she not gonna miss dance because, and it's because of your financial commitment to it, and and that's that's not fair. Like dance, just because it's basketball, it's like, oh, pull them out of basketball because you know okay. it's more to it than just athletics. But well, you know, but it's track, but it's so. dance. No, wait, wait, we we're talking about 
the topic here, right? How are we getting off track? Well, the question to our listeners was, as parents, what do we mandate in terms of commitment? So, basically, if your child comes to you, if you see a disinterest in your child for something that, you know, they wanted to do, you sign them up for... Or you just wanted them to try. Like, I was a parent, when when our son was in the house, um, I was a parent who, I wanted him to try everything. I didn't want him to get, I because you don't know yet what you're going to be good at. So, yes, when he had an opportunity to join a soccer team at his school, he didn't want to do soccer. Because in his mind, although he was barely over four feet tall, he believed that he was going to be the next LeBron James. Me being a sensible person I am, I knew that that likely wasn't going to happen. So I said, you will try other things. You know, you he played football for, you know, a year or two. Um, made him play soccer. Um, I just wanted him to try things that he normally, and sometimes kids, especially now when kids just follow the leader, other kids, he didn't really want to try. I encouraged him to try even, you know, high school, I'm like, try golf, try anything, you know, but just don't, this whole idea, you know, every black boy want to be a rapper and a damn basketball player. And okay, it just, we won't even. So are we saying encourage or are we saying, you say encourage, encourage is just another word for forced. You gonna play soccer. I'm gonna, you gonna do it. Well, no. So you, but try it. So here's my, sure. So here's my, here's my thing with, with, with commitment. If, you come if you come to me and say I want to do this and I sign you up to do it, you're gonna see it through to the end. I don't I care. I don't care. Yeah, I, I have witnessed basketball teams that over the years. I've never coached them, but I have witnessed basketball teams over the years where teams don't win a game. They'll go through a whole. Winter. Well, Lourdes was basketball team last year. A whole, well, they won a few games. Did they they didn't, they didn't lose every game. They, they they won one game. So my right. daughter, my daughter, who's now in dance, played for her school's basketball team last and may, year. And may play this year. And and they won one game. And so, but she never came to us about quitting or not doing it. I think she was just kind of happy to be out there. She wasn't. The, the best player on the team. And it was but, not um, her first time playing basketball. Yeah, it wasn't her organized. first time. She's played in community leagues. In fact, the one that, I, that I've that i been coaching in for a number of years. He never but, coached her. But, um, but there are kids that you might come across who, especially in scenarios where seasons are not going well. They're playing on teams that are that lose a lot, that, that aren't doing well. They'll want to quit because well, they're kids. Of sure, course. They yes, want to win. No, right? I mean, kids want to win. Nobody really likes to lose like all the and, time. And what so effect does quit. that have on them? At being kids and being so at such a formidable, you know, age, how does that affect them? Right. Like just losing like that all the time. And not to say, I mean, kids need to learn to I mean, lose. It builds character. Right. They That's need to learn to lose just like they need character. to learn to win. So I'm yeah. not just, I'm not saying well, I mean, that. But, give a perfect... but to lose constantly, to yeah. go a whole season and never win, you cannot, I mean, we, you, if you guys know, if you have kids in organized sports, you can leave some of these games and kids are in tears. Sure. They I mean, that, it's, it's a lot of emotion. And what's crazy is the boys are worse than the girls. They so emotional. Yeah. You, they, they lose and they ready to. Well, well here's, here's the thing. So, with with me, right? 
you know, I started an AAU program um, last spring, and so a lot of times in that in those type of environments, being a new program, you know, you start with some kids. But maybe you don't have like the creme de la creme. You don't have the most talented teams in the world. So you got to do a lot of coaching and a lot of developing to get the kids competitive. And so, you know, for anybody out there who has children who play, you know, AAU basketball, you know, travel soccer, travel baseball, those are highly competitive levels of that. Those are like. For kids, that's like the NBA or you know Major League Soccer or Major League Baseball. It's, it's like the I highest level, know what AAU of, right? Right of a sport you could play. I, I know. I'm just saying. And so the expectation when you're playing on those levels are to win, right? It's it's not as you know maybe you're playing in a community soccer league or a baseball league and it's more developmental and it's like oh Jimmy's just out there having fun. It's not like that. In AAU or travel soccer or baseball, it's like, no, we're coming to these tournaments and we're trying to win. And so one of the things with a new program is that you're naturally going to take some lumps. So I actually had boys, you know, that I that I started with in the spring. I started with 12, boy, 12 boys. By the time we got to the end of the summer, you know, we had eight or nine because boys quit. Because, oh, the team wasn't doing as well as they expected. And, and and the parents allowed it. And so, you know, if that were me, I mean, to each their own, I'm not, you know, mad at the parents or dissing the parents. But if it were me and it was my kid, regardless of how things were going, my kid would stay, would stay committed. Because my thing is... You came to me and said you wanted to try out for this team. You love basketball, or at least you say you do. You're going to stay committed to it through the end, regardless of how well or how bad the team does. I get that. And I guess this will play out more, and we'll find out really who we are as parents when it comes to commitment as we move forward um, with with our kids. I will say it's kind of easy to it's, – it's easy it's, – it's a topic that – you don't have to face much when the kid just loves the thing. You know, like I said, with our son, it was always more of a point of it becoming more leverage because of his desire to constantly play or to be on the basketball court. Whereas when they kind of lose interest, um, you know, I even think probably when he played football, when he played a little peewee football, you know, once he saw how much work that was, there was a point not too long after he started that he was like not wanting to do it. And hell, at the time when I tell y'all, when I realized those damn practices were every day rain or shine and was like three and four hours a time at a time. Um, and in our life at that time, our, the way that our schedules worked, I was the one who would have to take him to practice and sit on that field in the rain or um, whatever with him. Um, because Meech was at work, I, I can't say I was 100%. I wanted to let him quit, but we did make him finish his entire season. Now, the following year when we gave him a choice, he didn't want to do it anymore. He was done. Because football is very taxing. But um, And so we didn't make him, but we did make him complete uh, the season that he had started. So we'll see how this goes. And I and we I'm really interested in hearing from from you guys on on what your take is on this um you know what is the level of commitment that you require from your kids when you start to see them lose interest in an activity 
that they've other, you know, earlier otherwise asked to be a part of or that you believe um, they need to be a part of. So let us know. Hit us up on social. Um, Let's tweet about it or Facebook uh, again at Twitter. We are at at a n d another pod. You can send us an email and another thing pod at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook and another thing podcast. Remember to like our page y'all. And if you are listening to our podcast, definitely subscribe on whatever platform you listen to podcasts, subscribe, share and review, subscribe, share and view. That's big. And there you have it, fam. Another lost edition, lost segment of the and another thing podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Couple of quick notes. We have made changes to our social media as we prepare for our rebranding. Our podcast is now known as the Different Stokes Podcast. So you can find us on Facebook at Different Stokes Pod. And you can also find us on Twitter now at Meech and Martha. That's M E E C H A N D M A R T H A. So be sure to follow us on social media if you're not already. Also, you can listen to previous podcast episodes on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and many other of your podcasting platforms. So be sure to check us out there. Also, subscribe, please. Subscribe on Apple Podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, give us five stars. You know, that will help out tremendously so we'll see you guys very soon for our first episode as the different stokes podcast as always we appreciate your support talk to you soon peace fam